Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Wednesday, August 16th, 2017. We Happy Few was a game that made a big splash at E3 a couple of E3s ago and was shown on the Microsoft stage at their big press conference. It was released on Steam Early Access and Xbox One's game preview program for $29.99 a while back. I actually played quite a bit of it in that form and was really disappointed, to be honest with you. It was very early and needed a lot of work. The systems were interesting, and the game world certainly was interesting, but it really was a kind of a a tangled mess of survival game uh, with not much interesting stuff to do. I was pretty disappointed with it. Now we hear that We Happy Few has an actual release date. Compulsion Games announced that April 13th, 2018 will be the full release of We Happy Few on PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. And the game will be priced at $59.99, so double its early access price. Players who purchase the early access game still get the full release. So uh, big discount for them, but it's interesting that the game now will be a full-priced game. That may be because it will now also feature a full-length story campaign, three playable characters, and more than 250 unique encounters, according to their press release. So the game that I played, the version of We Happy Few I played, did not have a full-length story campaign. It started with a pretty interesting setup premise that you may have seen that was basically the uh, the big trailer that they showed on stage at Microsoft's E3 press conference a couple of years ago. And after that, you're sort of let loose in the world and you have to survive and there's not really much to do, or at least there wasn't at that time. So having the game be a full-length, big story campaign version, I'm, I'm much more excited to see what that's like and what the world is going to be. It was a very interesting psychedelic thriller, very uh, strange kind of reminiscent of Bioshock's creepy mask people. So I'm hopeful that this indicates that the game has come a long way since I played it, but we'll all find out April 13th, 2018, when We Happy Few is finally released. Bandai Namco has released a teaser for something called Project 1514. That's a K in the word project, hence my pronunciation. Uh, We don't really know what this is, but there is a teaser trailer that shows an empty, sort of post-apocalyptic-looking world, empty streets, blown-out buildings, and the sound of distant gunfire. And then the logo comes up, which definitely has a military-industrial design to it. Project 1514 is being made by Dimps, which is the Japanese studio that did the Dragon Ball Xenoverse games. Don't know if this has anything to do with that IP. Don't know what this is at all. But it's fun to speculate. It's fun to think about what cool game this could be 
Either way, it shows that Namco is introducing new IP, which is cool. Project 1514 is the second new IP announced this year after Code Vein. So kudos to them. I'm always excited for new IP, and I'm looking forward to finding out more about Project 1514. It looks like Capcom might be releasing Okami again, uh, this time on current consoles, PS4 and Xbox One. There is a remaster listed for a December 12th release on those consoles. Uh, This is a rumor at this point, no confirmation, but it's at least two different European retail chains have shown the listing. Okami, of course, was released on the PS2 back in 2006 and features that stylistic wolf who draws stuff on the screen. Uh, It got an HD re-release six years later on the PS3, so this could be the third generation of consoles that the same game is being released on. That leads me to be a little skeptical about this one, but and it, it certainly fits in the rumor category at this point. But I'm hopeful. Okami was a great game, and having a new generation of players with it would be a good thing. Eve Valkyrie was the very first VR game that I ever played in the modern era. It was the first time I ever put on the Oculus headset ugh, several years ago now. It was behind closed doors in the top floor in the back of E3. It wasn't accessible. It wasn't on the show floor. But there was a murmur going on. Everybody was like, you've got to try this. Oculus is here. It's that kick-started virtual reality headset. And it works, and it's amazing. So I managed to get myself a meeting and go up and put on the headset. And that was the moment that I knew. The tech was here, and it felt like a revelation sitting in the cockpit of my own starship, feeling like I was inside Battlestar Galactica's fight scenes, looking down at my body, looking around inside the cockpit, out out into space. It was a transformative moment for me, and I have loved VR ever since, been rooting for it ever since, because it finally had arrived, in my opinion. And Eve Valkyrie continues to be one of the very best controller-based cockpit games for VR. I think it is still a great experience to play. Now you can play it on Vive. You can play it on PlayStation VR and still on Oculus. Lots of uh, updates since it was released. Uh, Eve Valkyrie Warzone has a whole bunch of new content coming out next month. This is a very robust, very fun space shooter. And now we're hearing that the game will be playable without a VR headset. On September 26th, when the Warzone update hits Eve Valkyrie, the game will also be made available to players outside of VR. So if you want to play the game in 2D, you don't have a VR headset yet, and you're excited to try out Eve Valkyrie, it's an excellent experience and a very, very well-tuned game at this point. They've been constantly updating and improving the game. I highly recommend it. It's it's a blast. I obviously haven't played it in 2D, but I can't imagine it wouldn't still be really fun. And what's cooler is that players that do have VR headsets on PC and PlayStation 4 can also play with and against those playing in 2D. There's cross-platform multiplayer 
from VR to non-VR. So it really just expands the player base exponentially for this game, which is which is great news because there's a lot of fun stuff to be played. Uh, and the Warzone update adds new spaceships. It overhauls the progression systems. And it has a new game mode, Extraction, which is sort of a capture-the-flag variant. And there's two new maps uh, and new wormholes to experience. This is really, really cool. Now, a lot of people have been asking me if I feel like this is some sort of indictment of VR as a technology that they have to open the game up to a non-VR audience. I don't see it that way. Uh, Maybe that is the case. Maybe they'd like to sell more copies of this thing. And certainly the VR user base is limited. But I think this is uh, really good news that gets people excited about this IP. It gets people excited about this game. It's a fantastic game. And I think if you play it in 2D, you will see how high quality a lot of the experiences in VR are. I mean, these are, I think a lot of people sort of mischaracterize VR games as being gimmicky or niche or not real games, mini games or just tech demos. Boy, Eve Valkyrie would put an end to that discussion real fast. It's, this is a full-fledged game that, like I said, has been updated and tweaked and uh, iterated on since it was launched uh, well over a year ago. So this game is excellent, and I hope more people play it. And maybe it'll actually be a gateway drug into VR for some people because, yeah, it's cool to fly your spaceship on your PC screen, but being inside the cockpit is even better. Hey, I know Newest Latest Best is a place for gaming news and reviews, and I certainly will keep those coming at you every single day. I appreciate you listening. But I would be remiss if I didn't say something about what's going on in this country right now. It's important for me to voice support for the people standing up against hatred and violence and bigotry. And to say that there needs to be more love in the world. There's a reason that Nazis are so often the enemies in video games. It's because they're the bad guys. And it's fun to take down the bad guys. So let's all decide, both in video games and in real life, to be the good guys. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.